1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You deserve inner peace. No, really,
2: you do. Visit BetterHelp and see if online therapy is for you. Cue Code and Crooked Media present Edith, starring Rosamund Pike. Created by Gonzalo Cordova and Travis Helwig.
3: You know, it's pretty weird. You know so much about Edith and me, but you've never heard the story of how we met. Feels like we could have led with that. <laughs> it's actually a funny story. See, my dad was dying. Wait, that's not the funny part. But he wrote a letter to this lady he knew, a widow named Mrs. Edith bolling
4: Dear Mrs. Edith bolling Galt, I have two tickets on the SS Laplander headed for Brussels. One for me the other for my daughter, Alice Gertrude. As you've probably heard, I am dying. Don't worry about it, my body is ready. I heard you love Europe, so can you take my place in accompanying my girl on that ocean voyage? See, she's the kind of a strange girl who requires, um, company. Ah, no, I can't tell her that. Um, she's a great girl, very normal human girl. Anyway, please write back before I'm dead.
3: It was a free trip to Europe, so yeah, Edith said yes, and we instantly got along swimmingly. Like in the ocean, with the sharks, nibbling your flesh, ugh. Oh yeah, remember how I feel about boats and ocean
5: voyages? Oh God, Alice Gertrude. Please don't tell me you're asthmatic.
3: (laughs) No, I wish. I'm terrified of boats.
5: What? Why are you here, then? And why do you wish to be asthmatic? Oh,
3: I always wanted to see Europe, and I think asthma would help me better appreciate the miracle of oxygen.
5: Dear God, should I jump?
3: From the moment we met, Edith was as funny and witty as ever. (laughs) Hey, Mrs. Edith Bollingalt,
5: laughing helped. I can breathe! Good, Alice Gertrude, but let's reserve our breath by not speaking. That night over dinner, Edith had bad news. I'll be returning to America earlier than expected. On a different ship. Without you. Oh,
3: sure. I I can take the trip back alone. I mean, (laughs) just because my mother died after a boat sank, like, it's fine. Wait, say that again? Oh, what, that my mother died after a boat sank? Sure. So my mother died after a boat sank. Uh, I... I was
5: four. Um... Can I ask you something? Why go by both names, Alice Gertrude? Two two wrongs don't make a right. Funny story, in school
3: there was a girl named Alice and one day she beat me up while yelling, I'm Alice, you're Alice Gertrude. Swear you won't steal my name.
5: You've never looked up the word funny in a dictionary, have you?
3: No, just the word
5: gonads once. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, maybe I can rethink my return trip back. But I have one request. (sighs) How about something quicker? Like, Altrude. Altrud.
3: Altrude. Altrud. That perfectly describes me. I'm all Trudy all the time. You know how, like, a baby horse will be born and look at the farmer holding it and think, Mama? It's silly, but thinking back then, I felt a little like that baby horse. Edith wasn't my mom, but she gave me my name, Trudy, which would also make a great name for a baby horse. So, um... Why am I telling you this? I guess it's because it might explain some stuff later. So, uh, yeah. Later.
5: Yeah. Trudy, can you pass me those files? Trudy? Trudy! Uh, Oh. Are you okay? I asked you to hand me those files next to you, but you just were... You were somewhere else. Sorry. Yeah, (sighs) sorry. Uh, just thinking about... a a really big cat?
6: (laughs) Ma'am, sorry to interrupt, but it's Lodge. He announced he's calling a vote on the League tomorrow. What?
5: But he's been delaying for weeks. Why would he call it? I don't know, ma'am, but he said
6: that's what he's going to do,
5: and... Trudy, listen to me. I don't know what's been going on with you lately, but I need your help. Can you keep Woodrow busy for the next few hours?
3: Yeah, yeah,
5: of course. I gave Trudy her instructions. I couldn't handle any more of Woodrow's surprises. Find Marshall. Tell him to sit tight at the Mayflower Club.
6: <laughs> Shouldn't be hard getting Marshall to a speakeasy. Might need a wheelbarrow to get him out, of. Lodge though. knows
5: we have the vote, so why is he called it early? He's planning something. It may be a trap, but every trap has its price. Yes,
6: that's called bait, ma'am. Where are you going?
5: I need to make a phone call. Politicians pretend to hate the media, but it sure is nice to call up someone whose last name is Pulitzer, and ask for a favor.
0: We're running editorials in our many, many papers urging the Senate to ratify Woodrow's League.
5: Good, thank Christ for monopolies, but I'm calling for something else. We have our vote count. Seibold has his own, right? I need to know if any of our people flipped to undecided. I need that list, Ralph.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Wilson, I, I can't. I mean, that would be highly unethical. I just, I... I...
5: Ralph, I when I think of your father, how he used his power and influence to shape our nation in such monumental ways, I don't know what it must be like living in his shadow when you forged, your I'll cut to, to the, the chase. I talked him into it. Daddy issues, blah, blah, blah. When I looked over Cybele's list, we'd lost a few votes, but I had a plan for that. That's where Marshall comes in.
7: God, Marshall, I told myself you'd never get me drunk again, but you did it
8: me a respected dry senator drunk before lunch boy. <laughs> yeah well it didn't take much convincing well it's just a phone call and that means one thing something's bothering you well you know this isn't a bar it's a confessional booth just like your priest i'm doing this for the free wine the crackers and the tax perks you're not a practicing catholic are you no I only practice two things, card tricks and the saxophone. <laughs> Come on. Tell me what's eating you, man.
4: Uh you're right. There is something. I was in my office this morning when I got a visitor. <clears throat> uh, Secretary Lansing. Former Secretary Lansing,
7: what brings you here? <laughs> Uh, Senator Walsh, I'm not a palace-intrigue kind of man, but I heard you're voting for the League. You should see something first. Yeah. The first letter is from when the president formally asked me to join his cabinet. Look at the signature. Yeah? Now mm-hmm. take a look at this. The memo where Wilson officially fired. Me. What's that going to prove? People's signatures change all the time. To- Holy shit. <laughs> It looks like... Like a child's scrawl. Even if he did sign it, sir, ask yourself, does this look like the signature of a man you'd trust to represent America in a global governing body?
5: As soon as Marshall got the scoop, he ran it back to me. Well, his version of running, which other people call walking. Marshall, what are you doing here? As vice president, you're not supposed to be at the White House. You're supposed
8: to be at a bar. I I know. Look, 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 what I heard at the bar was so crazy, I... I had to leave without paying. Lansing's been making the rounds. He's convincing our folks he saw it himself. The White House does not have a functioning, healthy president. I'm. uh,
5: That's why Lodge is letting this vote happen. That's how he's taking back our
8: votes. Oh, there's not much we can do about it. I mean, I'm, it's a compelling argument. No one's seen Woodrow in months. Short of parading Woodrow through the Senate in a muscle suit. Wait, shit. The Senate. Yeah, the Senate. That could work, yeah. No, wait, what? Edith, where are you going? Because the idea about the muscle suit, that was was actually a real suggestion. I want to take credit for it. My initial instinct was to keep Woodrow out of public view.
5: I couldn't handle another surprise like that letter. So I had Trudy tell him league ratification was all but certain. The only thing left to worry about was crafting an inspiring victory statement to be published in all the major papers, and that it needed to come directly from his great, poetic mind.
7: With this vote, America has finally put an end to the forces that have lashed our world into senseless, destructive war.
3: Fantastic, Mr. President. Your brain is like a genius, sir.
7: You know, if anyone else was that complimentary, Mrs. Grayson, I'd accuse them of lying, but you. You may actually be the last honest person in Washington. (laughs) Edith, what is it?
5: Change of plans, honey. How would you like to rework that statement into a speech? A speech you'll deliver tomorrow before the Senate.
3: Wait, you want Woodrow to speak before the Senate?
5: If Woodrow agrees to it. Woodrow? The country needs to see how strong their president is. What do you say?
7: Yes, I'll deliver a speech to Congress.
5: Yes. But not just a speech, a declaration of war. Not against a country or a slew of them, against one man, Henry Cabot Lodge.
7: Must demand, no, no, more forceful. We must demand.
3: Yeah, that's better.
7: It's a good speech, short, simple, strong, quite good. It's such a beautiful day. Where are we going? Are we on our way back to Princeton, Ellen?
5: Ellen? No, Woodrow. No, I'm Edith. Edith, it's me. What?
7: Where am I? What's happening?
5: Mr. President, are you okay? okay.
3: Your face the left side okay. it's drooping Woodrow
7: Woodrow are you okay uh yeah yeah I, I'm yeah I, I'm yeah, I'm yeah I'm okay
5: Edith I think he just had no sp- no he said he's okay Edith he needs help
3: he needs to go to a hospital right now shit we're here you can't let him give a speech like this please the
7: speech the speech yes I can give a speech I, I, I want to give a speech
5: We couldn't turn back. Everyone would know why. I couldn't let that happen. It was my job to protect the President. And that is when I realized that I was not the only one with that job description. Driver? Driver, open the window. I need to talk to the Agent riding up front with you.
7: Yes, ma'am. Is the President safe? You're in
5: the Secret Service, right? Just how good are you at the secret part? Outside the car, a crowd of reporters shouted questions while senators lined up to be photographed shaking Woodrow's hand.
6: President Wilson. President, Wilson. Mr. president, Mr. President President better now?
5: Just a few hallways away, we had a safe haven. We had Marshall's empty office. Just had to get there. I ordered the Secret Service agent to act as a battering ram. A frontal assault to clear a path.
2: Out of the
6: way. Make room for the president. Out of Great, the way.
5: Thank you. Now forward, men. Move them forwards. Yes, right away, man. Clear a path. Clear a path. With the agent, I had Tumulty and Trudy at the side, steadying Woodrow and making it look like he was too busy discussing important matters to answer any questions.
4: Oh, God.
6: Oh, oh God. I got you. I got you, Mr. President. Lean on me. Tumulty, let go. Sorry, Mr. President. Can't let you fall. Come on. Left foot step. Right foot step. Left foot
3: step. Yes, and important matters, Mr. President. Important matters. What is are discussing Important important matters. matters. Why are you flapping papers in front of me Sorry. like that? Important matters. I'm blocking the cameras. Important matters. And pretend we're talking about important matters.
5: And at the back of this human shield, I used all my poise, grace, and charm to plug up the rear. Please, gentlemen of the press, stand back. My husband and his staff are discussing important matters. But can well, he ask me Mrs. to deliver
7: Wilson. this? Is... Why won't he pose for a photo? To deliver a
5: special message, which is, uh, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very Mr. much. President, 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 can't can can you go any faster? No, we can't. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Somehow, I still don't know how we made it to Marshall's office. Thank you, Tumulty. Please help Woodrow we'll up onto that couch there.
7: Here you are. Mm. Mr. President. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Now go make sure everything's ready for the speech. Right away, ma'am. Edith, we can't. You can't make him go
3: through with the speech. Well, what choice do I have? My husband is a doctor. He'd tell you Joe needs rest and medical care. He doesn't need this.
7: I can I can do it. I can. It's OK. Mm. It's
5: OK, Joe. It's OK. I understand, Trudy, but think. Think of all we've done
3: to get No, here. no, I'm not letting you do this again. He is not OK. And if people find that out, then people find that out. That's how this works, that's how it's supposed to work. Just
5: one moment, Woodrow, hmm?
7: Yes, one moment, yes, okay.
5: Trudy, come with me. No, I don't. Come with me. Trudy. Trudy, you know for many reasons that I can't have children anymore. But you, you, well, you're like a daughter to me. Uh, I, 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 I thought we were talking about Woodrow. Trudy, what's your name? Hmm? What do people call you? What do you call yourself? What's your name? Um, I... Uh, Trudy? I, I call myself Trudy. Mm-hmm, that's right. Who gave you that name? Who accepted you? Who took you in when you were all alone? You. You did. And since that night, on that boat, with your new name, I've seen you grow. I've seen you become strong and smart and brave. I'm proud. I'm proud of you like a mother. I love you like a mother.
3: I. Uh, I love you too. But I'm.
5: I'm not one of those mothers who's afraid of their children. You, you can cry, you can kick, you can scream in this office, but. I'm taking Woodrow out there, and he's gonna deliver this speech. And there's not really that much you can do about it now, is there? No. No, there's
3: not.
5: I left Trudy and Marshall's office and walked Woodrow to the floor. All he had to do was read a few simple lines. That's it. (sighs) Why didn't I see it coming? Why did I leave her there, upset?
3: Um, excuse me, Senator Lodge? Sorry to bother you. I know you have to get to the floor and shake some hands, take questions from press, maybe use the restroom. Miss, I don't know
4: you, but I can already tell you won't stop unless I tell you to cut to the chase.
3: I have a letter for you. A letter from President Wilson. He wrote it to you, and what, what? it, uh... Wait,
4: what is this? Who are you?
3: I'm True I'm Alice. Alice Gertrude Gordon. Oh, and Grayson. I keep forgetting I'm married. Alice Gertrude Gordon Grayson, yep. And there is absolutely no way
8: to shorten it. The President of the United States of America.
5: I watched from the balcony, amongst the people of the balcony. The elderly, the board school children, the tourists. And me amongst them, seemingly just as powerless to exert any control.
7: I, um, <clears throat> uh, thank you, um, Senators. I, I've, I've written out a little statement. He seems okay, to, Edith. To demand, um, the, um... Come on, Woodrow. Come um, on. Uh, Church. Dude, ma'am, he's doing. I know.
5: Shut up. I turn to these people of the balcony, so powerless, but together they have a voice—one which is loud, belligerent, and violently patriotic. Hey, everybody! How about a little love for our country, huh? Come on, USA,
8: USA, 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 USA.
7: U-S-A. 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 U-S-A.
5: A mindless USA! chant, the one thing USA! that unites all Americans, USA! from the lowly janitor to USA! the even lowlier career USA! senator. USA!
4: USA! USA! Yes. USA! USA! Yes. USA! That's
7: right. That's right. I'm, I'm here USA! to demand the United States of America, the USA, vote to join the League of Nations. We made a pledge to our gallant armies, our boys, because that's what they were, someone's boys. We made a pledge to never let a war like that one happen again. Senator Lodge and his cohorts will use anything to convince you otherwise, but that pledge, that pledge is sacred. I will keep this short and I will keep this simple because this issue is short and it is simple. Oh, my God, Edith, is doing it.
5: Of course, giving a good speech a is the world one world thing Woodrow loves more than me. <laughs> vote in light of what is impossible. I knew he could do it. The I knew it. For special interests.
7: We must demand for the honor of our fallen and for the safety of our living. Senator Lodge, stop the delays and call this vote now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh.
0: oh.
5: Woodrow. Woodrow, I am... Oh, I am so proud of you.
6: How do you feel?
7: <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Good. I have a little headache, but good.
5: Tumulty, take the president. Go get Dr. Grayson at once.
6: Ma'am, are you staying here? Isn't it uncouth? My you- couth
5: is fine, Tumulty. Just go. Tumulty was right, though. The First Lady couldn't be seen gloating, so I wore my morning veil and sat back in the balcony ready to savor every expression, every twitch of Senator Lodge's defeat. <clears throat> but as he approached the podium, before he even spoke, even through my veil, it was like he was looking right up at me.
4: As promised, we'll call a vote on the ratification of League of Nations, San's Reservations. But before we do, I received a letter from the President with a request, nay, a demand, that I read it before this vote takes place. So how about we dig into it, huh, folks? What? <clears> no. <throat> no. No, 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 no. To the honorable majority leader, Henry Cabot Lodge, that's me, and to all members of Congress, that's all of you, I submit to you a great and solemn proposal, great and solemn proposal, classic, poetic, President Wilson. You can really tell when he wrote something himself and when he's reading someone else's pre-written words. I have no doubt the American people support the League. In fact, I would gladly wager my presidency on this belief. My proposal is simple. I'm asking all members of Congress to resign immediately. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, it's, uh, uh, yeah. Immediately after we shall hold a snap election as a referendum on the League ratification. Oh, Jesus Christ. If the American people re-elect the opposing congressman, thereby voicing their disapproval of my leadership, I vow to resign from the presidency immediately. (laughs) Hey, don't laugh. This is real. I am confident in making this gamble. The question remains, are Senator Lodge and his supporters equally confident? Signed Woodrow Wilson, President of the United States of America. <laughs> okay. All right. I am feeling pretty confident. I mean, his speech earlier with those dramatic pauses and this letter, not at all unhinged. So hinged, fully hinged. What else do we need to know, really? How about we vote?
5: Huh? It's okay. I have the votes. I have the votes.
4: Mr. Shields? Nay.
7: Mr. Gore? Nay. Mr. Walsh? Mr. Walsh? Nay. Fuck. Mr. Sutherland? Nay. Mr. Daniel.
5: Excuse me? Excuse me, lady in mourning, let me through the aisle. Thank you. Out of my way! I exited the balcony, and I ran down to the Senate chamber as quickly as I could, but… Ma'am? Ma'am? Excuse me, you can't enter
0: the Senate chamber! I have to go
5: in there. Look, look, I'll… I'll take off my veil. See? It's me. I'm Edith Wilson,
7: the First Lady. (sighs) Okay, I don't believe you, but even if you were, the First Lady doesn't have the power to enter the chamber during a vote. Or really, ever. Stop the vote! Stop the vote! Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to
5: leave. No! (sighs) No! As I was dragged away, I heard all the death and destruction. I heard our work, our legacy... Bomb, missile, torpedoed. I heard all the times I was insulted by the vipers surrounding me. I am calling the
4: president to resign. Why What, what does you does it you it do you want, this? Is it even power? And here I was,
5: helpless, just another first
4: lady. Uh, oh. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please let go of this woman. She is my guest. Uh, yes, of <sighs> course. Uh, my apologies, Senator Lodge. Yeah, sure.
5: Apologize to him.
4: Edith. I wish I could say this is a new low for you, but I'm sure it's actually somewhere in the middle.
5: The vote? What was the vote? 49
4: to 35. I'll let you guess by the smugness in my voice which direction it went. You
5: stole that letter.
4: (laughs) Excuse me? You stole it from Trudy somehow. (laughs) Believe what you want, but maybe ask your little friend first. She seems pretty honest.
5: I went back to the White House and I searched all the places I usually find Trudy. The study, the South Lawn, the kitchen. Then I searched any nearby pet stores, dessert shops, any park where she could feed some ducks or squirrels. Finally, I resorted to checking the place I'm pretty sure she spends the least amount of her time, her home.
6: Edith! I just got back from the White House. Woodrow is resting now. He, he seems stable. Is everything okay? Trudy? Is, is Trudy home? Do you want to come inside? I heard what happened with the vote. Jesus! Between that and Woodrow's health scare today? (laughs) People are gonna ask questions, Edith. Can the man who wrote that letter be mentally fit? I don't
5: really have time for this, Grayson. Where's Trudy?
6: (laughs) Why are you asking me? I
5: thought you were her husband.
6: Come on, Edith. You know we were never close. Men in my circles need a wife for legitimacy. And Trudy, an orphan. She needed stability, but love? <laughs> she didn't really seem to need that from me. Or me from her.
5: It's I from her, but I just asked you where she is.
6: Yeah, she stopped by a few hours ago before I was called to attend to Woodrow. She packed some clothes, nothing out of the ordinary. She practically lives on Pennsylvania Avenue. Honestly, if you don't know where she is, no one does.
5: Useless, once again, can't even keep my husband healthy. What was that? I have to go.
6: Look at yourself. You know, my reputation as a doctor might be ruined after today. And your husband is a laughingstock. The, the entire reason you bullied me and everyone in your path violated the constitution, the facade of it, it's done. There's no more league. Everything you touch falls apart. This is on you, Edith. I... This is all on you. No, Christ is it. No, no.
5: If I'm gonna hit rock bottom, I'm not doing it in front of you, of all people. Rudy,
2: where are you?
0: Shh, baby. Shh, please, please stop crying. Come on. Sorry, she's
2: just
5: scared. It's her first time on a boat. Oh, it's okay.
3: Oh, it's okay. Hey, you know, I used to be scared of boats too, but then something really great happened. Do you want to know what it was? what i came up with a plan for if the boat sinks and now i'm not scared i bet you'll feel so silly i was like oh hello trudy come on it's like right there like what was up with my brain where i didn't just realize Miss,
0: it? please could you
3: just tell her the plan swim the plan is i swim
2: Edith stars Rosamund Pike, as Edith Wilson. Esther Pavitsky, as Trudy Grayson. Brandon Scott Jones, as Joseph Tumulty. John Grady, as Ralph Pulitzer. Stephen Root, as Thomas Marshall. Tom Beyer, as Senator Walsh. Tom Amans, as Robert Lansing. Clark Gregg, as Woodrow Wilson. Diedrich Bader, as Henry Keppett Lodge. Adam Conover, as Dr. Carrie Grayson. Inn Rytel, as James Gordon. Alexander Bedria as Secret Service Agent and Senator Fletcher. Lincoln Hopp as Reporter and Senate Usher. David Attraki as Reporter 1. Ross Turner as Reporter 2. William J. Goldman as Old Man. Darren Cooper as Senator Thomas and Senate Clerk. Eddie Keller as Senator Shields. Richard Neal as Senator Gore. Ian Eugene Ryan as Senator Dillingham. Jay Preston as Senator Flanagan. Christian Peterson as Senator Cummings, Jonathan Ebling as Senator Trammell, Erica Schaefer as Mother. Created and written by Gonzalo Cordova and Travis Helwig. Directed by Maureen Barucha. Executive produced by Rosemond Pike, John Lovett, Sarah Geismer, Allison Falzetta, Rob Herding, David Henning, and Sandra Yiling, Produced by Xinyin Hiyu. Co-producer, Michelle Zarati. Original music and composition by Darren Johnson and Ashoka Tiagarajan. Q-code head of music, Darren Johnson. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh and Ben Milchev. Edited by Neely Oftering. Sound design and mix by Andrew Pomeroy. Q-code head of mixing, Ben Milchev. Casting directors, Chelsea Block and Marisol Ronkali at Atama Kani. Casting director for guest roles, Andrea Bunker. Assistant director, Kelsey Adams. Script supervisor, Sam Beasley. Dialect Coach for Roseman Pike, Carla Meyer. Assistant Engineering by Neely Offtering and Beatrice Noronha. Production Coordinator Brandon Weisner and Anna Basha Production Assistant Nathan Yan, Bailey Grayson, and Madeline Gonzalez. Post Coordinator Rachel Yanover. Production Legal Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production Accounting Pin Chen Lu. Edith is a Q Code and Crooked Media production. This
5: podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You deserve inner peace. No, really, you do. Visit BetterHelp and see if online therapy is for you.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at bioptimizers.com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
5: On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths
8: of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death
1: to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.